Discover the leader in you with the leadership linebacker, Dr. Jason Carthen, former New England Patriot turned PhD. I bring a new brand of inspiration and passion to audiences worldwide. Having served and consulted with Fortune 500 companies, the National Football League Players Association, and the White House, each week I will prescribe empowering, motivational, and life-changing medicine for your soul. Now, it's time to discover the leader in you. Hey, hey, everybody. Hopefully you're doing well on this beautiful, beautiful Sunday afternoon. I'll tell you what, we finally have some spring here, and it is feeling pretty good. It's nice and warm out there. So thanks for tuning in and connecting with us today. I think you're going to really like today's show. You know, this is uh, Discover the Leader in You. I'm your host, Dr. Jason Carthen, the leadership linebacker. And the title of today's show is How Technology is the Game Changer for Your Marketing and Personal Branding Goals. Now, I don't know about you, but if you have a company or if you're a business owner, do you have a brand? Are you giving thought to your brand? Are you an entrepreneur who is interested in building a platform that will not only heighten awareness of what you want to accomplish in this lifetime, but would also provide a pathway for you to work and do something that you love? You know, not that it's a labor when you show up at work, but something that you're passionate about and something that you really enjoy doing. Well, you know, one of the first steps in moving toward building brand awareness is to put together an effective marketing strategy. Due to the advent of social media, there cannot be an effective marketing strategy without technology. And on today's show, we have technology expert Earl Airy, who will be sharing his wisdom with us concerning the importance of technology and how to use it effectively for your personal branding goals and just so you have a greater awareness of how to navigate some of the things that really technology offers to you. But before we do that, I just want to remind everybody that the I Speak Life Academy workshops, you know, we have one every month. And the one for April is coming up on April 25th. And we're going to be dealing with emotional intelligence. If you want to impact your followers in a very positive way, or if you want to improve your relationships, you need to understand the idea of emotional intelligence and how it can really impact not only your followers, but really uh, step up your game in terms of dealing with people. And then also make sure you navigate to jasoncarthen.com. We are continually adding products, you know, at jasoncarthen.com, and we want you to be your best. So we're always adding tools to help you get there. Now, without further ado, I want to share with you just a little bit about Earl Airy. This guy is amazing. You know, I know him personally. I've had a chance to work together with him on some projects and just really care about how he does things. You know, he's just really intentional with that. Earl is currently serving as a technical operations manager at a third-party IT service and maintenance provider uh, in southeast Cleveland, Ohio. He provides organizational and leadership development services, and this is through his own personal private label, Victory Leadership, and he's going to share a little bit more with us about that later on. Uh, Earl enjoys working with entrepreneurs, teenagers, young adults, really helping them to develop high-quality leadership attributes that contribute to personal and professional success. He has conducted workshops, engaged in public speaking on topics surrounding entrepreneurs, entrepreneurial uses of technology for corporate advantages. Now, you know, Earl is just a, just a fantastic guy, and he is always ready and willing to talk about any topic of interest 
And also, just so you understand, this guy is no slouch as well. You know, he actually has a bachelor's degree in management from Indiana Wesleyan University. He also has an MS in positive organizational development and change from Case Western Reserve University. And Earl has decided to complete the final leg of his educational journey. And he is currently working on his Ph.D. in organizational leadership. Earl, welcome to the show. How are you? I am well. Thank you for those kind words. I I am humbled by your generosity. Oh, well, thank you, brother. I appreciate that. But I tell you what, when I started thinking about who I could bring on to really give us a good foundation relative to technology, you were really the first thought. I mean, Earl, you, you continue to make gains. And now moving forward to actually obtain a terminal degree, a PhD, we're going to be calling you Dr. Earl Airy very soon. So I'm looking forward to that, man. I, I am as well. It, it, is a, it is a magnificent and marvelous journey. Good, good, good. So, Earl, now we've already rolled out the red carpet and said, you know, you're completing the Ph.D., but tell us some other things that you're doing just outside of the uh, technology norm. What are some of the other things that you're working on right now before we start diving into the whole idea of technology? Well, one of the things that I... I have a growing passion for is organizational and leadership development. Uh, One of the associations that I belong to that deals with organizational development uh, invited a guest speaker who is a professional corporate coach. And he had mentioned a lot of things about what coaching is and what coaching is not. But one of the things he shared was some information from Gallup Poll on the average age that a person is first exposed to leadership, whether it's a supervisory or a management role in the organization, and that is in their late 20s to early 30s. Now, he also shared the first time these people will typically get their first formal leadership training and found that it was anywhere from five to 10 years after they received their appointment to a new position. So there is obviously, there is a gap. And studies at Case Western Reserve has revealed that about 50 to 70% of today's leadership is lacking in some of the skills, as you mentioned, emotional intelligence and your next workshop is a huge impact uh, when it comes to dealing with followers as well as your peers and those that you serve. Mm-hmm. And I see that there is marvelous opportunity with youth, uh, high school students, young adults, those that are contemplating whether they want to enter the workforce, take a trade, or go on to higher education, that there is a marvelous opportunity to present them with some leadership skill, some attributes from a life application perspective, not so much from an academic perspective, but something that they can actually embrace, use immediately, and then make a better informed decision about how they want to approach leadership as they develop their career, not only from a professional perspective, but also interaction with other people from a personal perspective. Excellent. You know what, Earl? I I just love that. You know, I, I set that up there. It's like a great golf shot. I teed it up for you. And you just hit it. That's probably like a 300-yard drive, man. That, that was good stuff. Let me, let me uh, interact with you a little bit around that because, you know, I, I love leadership. 
Of course, we're going to talk about technology, everybody. But at the end of the day, I don't care how much technology you have. If, if you don't have leadership and you're not dealing with marketing or branding, it really doesn't matter. But Earl, to your point, you know, when individuals step into the arena of leadership and they put on that mantle of leadership, they must be equipped. I mean, it's so important to be able to not only speak into the lives of your followers, but also interact with others. So you're learning and you're growing and and you're really stretching. You're really stretching yourself. And some of the things that you touched on there are just so important. And it, and it speaks to the need of the ongoing development, whether it's coaching or whether it's uh, assessments where you have pre and post assessments where you can really have a greater understanding of how people are developing. Uh, those things are so important. So I applaud you for that, man. Make sure you stay sharp. Um, I, I think you're going to be a great doctor. I think you're going to be able to do some great things relative to leadership and helping organizations. So uh, one of the things I want to ask you now, when we start talking about technology, everybody. There are those that are really just getting started. And there are those that are they're doing several things. When I say getting started, I'm I'm talking about, hey, they still had a flip phone and now they're switching over to an iPhone. So they're like, okay, this technology thing is totally different. But then you have others that have servers, they're working in the cloud, they're doing different things with their with their databases. Uh, They have landing pages, they have a website, all those different things. Earl, I brought you on today because I really want to talk to you about some of the basic things to help us get started. And one of the things that I really would love to have you share a little bit with our listening audience is related to the cloud. How does the cloud work and why is it beneficial for us? Well, the cloud has really been around for a very long time and um, we can most easily identify with it by uh, email accounts that we may have had with, whether it was a Hotmail account, uh, Juno, Yahoo.com, AOL, those those types of technology was not something that somebody had in their house. Okay. They, they navigated to a website or they used an email client like Microsoft Outlook, and they sent and received email. The actual server that or the mailbox that held that message was actually in a data center someplace around the globe. Now, if we expand that concept to beyond email, we start looking at line of business applications and mm-hmm. financial applications, uh, other services like Salesforce and we can actually then put more of these services in the cloud. And and the term cloud came about whenever uh, a conceptual drawing of a network was created and any data went through the internet, it was always drawn as a cloud because it it was out there. And that terminology has seemed to have stuck. And the benefits of leveraging the cloud means that people, especially entrepreneurs, have a lot more resources available to them at a lower cost because they now have an option instead of buying infrastructure, instead of buying a server that's going to cost three, four thousand dollars plus 
right. in their line of business application and the cost of powering it, cooling it, securing it, they have an option now to where they can store their information in a secure data center that is backed up on a regular basis, that is powered and cooled, has redundant power backup, redundant internet connectivity. So the likelihood that that service is going to be unavailable is extremely small. So Earl, let me let me cut in there. So basically, and thank you for that. I mean, very descriptive. Uh, I'm tracking with you. Now, for those beginners that may just be delving into this whole idea of the cloud and utilizing it for, you know, their businesses, if I understand you correctly, you're saying that instead of going out and purchasing a server or something that's going to hold all your information, you can just access something that's already online. It's already there and just tap into it. And it's going to allow you to uh, reach your goals, your not only your email goals, but your data storage goals, all those different things by utilizing the cloud. Absolutely. Uh, whether it's web services or even if it is a merchant store, if you're selling retail or basically the electronic version of, of what um, used to be mail order. And it can be done at a fraction of a cost to where now there is a larger market and set of tools available for budding entrepreneurs that may not have existed 10 years ago, or maybe even five years ago. Okay, excellent. And at the end of the day, it sounds like, you know, anytime you're running a business and anytime you're an entrepreneur or solopreneur just getting started, you want to be aware of costs and expenses and utilizing a cloud as opposed to, as opposed to doing something on a much larger scale. You know, it just, it makes more sense. Now, Earl, we're getting ready to take a quick break. If there was one word that you had to describe just the importance of technology to a business owner, what would that one word be, Earl? Transformational. That's my man. Hey, you are on with Discover the Leader in You. This is Dr. Jason Carthen, and we're talking about technology being the game changer for your marketing and personal branding goals and Earl Aries already sharing some nuggets with us and I love that idea of transformational thank you for that word Earl hey everybody uh, just as a reminder make sure you stay connected with us all this month we're going to be talking about entrepreneurship so stay connected and we'll be back shortly Welcome back, everybody. Uh, again, you know, just a shout out. I always like to do this, uh, but Derek in the uh, control room over there is holding it down, doing some good things for us and always appreciate his contribution. Hey, you are on with Dr. Jason Carthen, and this is Discover the Leader in You. We're talking to Earl Airy today, really about leveraging technology and using it for your marketing and personal branding goals. And before we transitioned and went to break, you know, Earl had used one word, transformational. When we started talking about the whole idea of technology and Earl, I thank you for that. And, you know, it's just so many things out there, though, Earl. I mean, you see these uh, they used to be called, uh, I don't know, tablet computers. But now you got iPads, you got all these other things you can use, 
You know, people may be asking, if I'm a new uh, person to this whole technology game, you know, is it something that I need? Should I get an iPad? Should I get a mini iPad or something along those lines? I mean, what's the value? Could you talk to us a little bit about that? Absolutely. One of the things I'll always caution people when it comes to tablets is that this should not be considered your main computing source. Tablets are excellent as content consumption devices. And if you need to draft the occasional email or draft a short letter, they work fine for that. There are accessories like uh, wireless keyboards and uh, external devices that try to make the creation experience a lot more like a PC or Mac, but they're not quite there. And that's because of the highly portable nature of the device. They're excellent for just keeping tabs on emails, contacts, calendar items, uh, small applications that are available on them that allow interaction with things like Dropbox or OneDrive so you can have your documents even available to you on these mobile devices. But I would just keep in mind that things like the iPad and Android tablets are going to lend more to being used in the consumption role, whereas the new tablet computers like the Windows 8.1, tablets like the Microsoft Surface and the Dell Venue Pro, those are computers in their right, but they are tablet first in interaction through a touch screen. Again, you can get accessories like keyboards, and external mice to give a more laptop-like experience. But I would say that keep in mind that those are going to be devices, because of their highly mobile nature, are primarily consumption first, then creation task is a mid to distant second. Okay, so, and, and that's great. Thank you for that. I love the idea of what you shared there relative to the consumption piece. Now, If we're talking about a business owner, remember, discover the leader in you. I mean, we're trying to make sure we're positioning people for success. And the whole idea of consumption, is this something that it it just makes sense to do that sort of thing, to to purchase something like the the iPad or some of the other brands that are out there right now? Will it help the business to be able to move forward? Maybe if you're if you're traveling, you're on the road, there's some different things, maybe an event. Uh, that you need to register people for, something along those lines? I mean, does it make sense to use then? It does. And there's a very specific application that these devices have that can serve the business owner's needs. And I always recommend that when investigating these devices, take an inventory of what you want to do as a business. You know, what is what is the goal and what is the target audience that you're trying to reach? And then the technology should be able to mold to that and not the other way around where you wind up with a device that is very versatile, but it does not quite fit your needs precisely. Whereas a different purchasing choice may have came closer to the mark. Uh, But there are credit card readers, that are available for these. So for those 
entrepreneurs or those businesses that may have a table event and they are selling uh, materials, it is an excellent way to be able to take payments that they may have not been able to before. Uh, it's also an excellent for signing up people for a news list or a newsletter. Uh, in that mobile nature, it becomes a very indispensable tool, but I would still place it behind having a laptop or a PC as your main computing device. Excellent. Excellent. Now, we just had a question come in, and the question says, how do you even get started if you have no prior experience? And it's so funny. You said something about signing them up uh, relative to e-commerce. Uh, the question is related to an e-store. I mean, how do you how do you get started working with, and I'm, I'm going to help this out a little bit, how do you get started uh, say in the cloud, or you mentioned the card reader. Earl, I'm putting you on the spot here. Put your uh, expert hat on here. If you wanted to get started with something like that, would you need a website? Or tell us what your thoughts are relative uh, to that when we start talking about technology and taking payments and, and all that. Right. The one thing that I'd always recommend for any entrepreneur or any business owner is to have a web identity, have whether it's a .com or a .net, .org, which is applicable and makes the most sense for the particular business. That identity is crucial. As we see more advertisements and billboards, you don't see the phone number as often as now you see uh, a domain name. And that is how people are going to try and contact and get additional information about what it is that you can provide for them. When it comes to payment systems, uh, there are a, a variety of options, whether it's going through a bank and opening a merchant account and using some of the uh, portfolio of options that they have available or whether it's getting a Square Reader or a PayPal account and getting their reader. Now, they make it very simple. They do not charge a monthly fee, but they do charge a little bit more of a percentage on the sale transaction for paying for the service versus what you may be able to negotiate through a bank. But for low was, volume or occasional use, it, it's an excellent option. But, Earl, let me ask you, so with that last piece, you're saying PayPal or... One of the other companies you mentioned there, they charge a little bit more just for using their services? Right. So let's say if a credit card transaction may be 1.5% or 1.75%, maybe typical of what is negotiated through, uh, through a bank. Whereas the Square Reader and the PayPal, you're looking at about 25 2.75% for the transaction. So if you think about for every $100 that the merchant sells, they're going to have to pay $2.75 back to PayPal or Square Reader just to process that credit card transaction. Yeah. So that's definitely something in the margin that the business owner wants to keep in mind when they make the decision to offer credit card payments. 
Right. And I guess one of the things I share with some of my coaching clients and those individuals that I help when they're getting ready to start their business is sometimes there's a cost of doing business <laughs> at the end of the day. I mean, you have to factor those things in and you start talking about margin as long as you are setting uh, your cost appropriately, you know, then you'll be fine. You'll get that back. But I think the ease of going through um, a PayPal or something similar to that really helps because when you are negotiating and you're dealing with the bank and you're dealing with the whole merchant accounting, it's a different animal. And again, we're going to back up so we can go forward because we're getting ready to take a break here. But the reality is, you know, for those individuals that are just getting started here and we're plotting this thing out, you know, you have to do your research first before you start digging in all these other things. Really uh, lay out a game plan, almost mind map uh, what this thing is going to look like before you start digging in. Now, Earl, we're getting ready to take a break, but I want to ask you something before we transition. You mentioned domain names. Some of the people that are listening may not even know what you mean. And the whole idea of having a web presence, you know, before you start moving into the whole marketing and personal branding goals, can you just briefly tell us uh, what that would look like, having a domain name and why it's important? You have about a minute here. Oh, domain name is important because it's going to be your identity on the web. So we, we are familiar with Google.com, Yahoo.com. Those are domain names. And there are top-level domain names that end in .com, .net, or .org. And you really want to have your own identity because there's a psychological impact that having information to an email address that ends in your domain name instead of a generic Yahoo or public domain like Yahoo.com or AOL.com, that's going to give you an extra edge of electronic professionalism when targeting your clients. Excellent. Excellent. And see, that's what I was looking for. That piece about the professionalism. We're going to transition here, but when we come back, Earl, I want to unpack that a little bit more. We start talking about this whole technology piece because you also want to be seen and understood as an expert in your field. And if you're coming off with a domain that's connected with someone else and it's not connected with you, I think you're sending the wrong messaging. Hey, everybody, stay connected with us. Earl is going to be with us through the rest of the show, and we're going to continue to talk about technology. You are on with Discover the Leader in You, and this is Dr. Jason Carthen. Stay tuned. All right, you are back on with uh, Dr. Jason Carthen. This is Discover the Leader in You. We've been talking about how technology is a game changer for your marketing and personal branding goals. And we've had Earl Aries sharing just some nuggets of wisdom relative to how someone who may just be getting started would really want to tackle this thing and make sure they have it plotted out so they can not only be successful, but they can have a plan they can fall back on. So, Earl, before we transition, we were talking about the whole idea of a, a web identity and a domain name. Now, before we even talk about that and sort of uh, wrap up the bow on that, I want to give you an opportunity. If people want to connect with you and they want to maybe connect on social media or LinkedIn or your website, Earl, where would they go? How would they get to your domain name? 
Right. Well, uh, my domain name is victoryleadership.com. Uh, so if anybody navigates to www.victoryleadership.com, they will come to my site, and then there is uh, an about where they can find contact information to get a, in touch with me. It's uh, my email address, eary, which is E-A-I-R-E-Y, at victoryleadership.com, as well as I am on LinkedIn. Uh, any business owner, I would say it is a, a huge, I would say just a very huge resource, LinkedIn, and there are a lot of options that they have, and you can find me there as well. Excellent. And Earl, I love that you place an emphasis on LinkedIn. I mean, if you are really serious about business, uh, to some of our listeners, and I'm sure you are, you would not be tuned in today. The reality is that you can begin the lead capture process right from LinkedIn. And for those of you, you may not know what the lead capture process is, but if you're seeking new business or new opportunities, you want to make sure you have some initial interest in what you're offering. And LinkedIn provides that. People are able to contact you. They're able to uh, see if it's a good fit to work with them. So, Earl, thank you for mentioning that. And the reality is, you know, you definitely want to connect with Earl. I, I know he has a full plate uh, with the doctoral program, but at the end of the day, he's still uh, providing uh, advice, feedback, all those different things and providing a service. So make sure you reach out to him and be intentional with that. So we talked about having a domain name and making sure that you have a level of expertise that is tied together with you when you have something that is legitimized through a website or things of that nature. So we cannot emphasize that enough. And Earl, we've talked about a little bit about the social media piece and connecting that with LinkedIn and different things like that. So Earl, getting back to the reality of technology, okay, how often should people refresh their technology? If you bought a PC 10 years ago, we're still good <laughs> with that? Or what do we need to do? Well, um, 10 years ago, that might be a piece that may have a place in a museum at this point. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, people commonly uh, mention that I buy a computer. PC today and it's going to be obsolete in six months. That, that's not true. That's a bit of an exaggeration. There will be new technology in six months. There's no doubt about that. It, if, if it's even six months, it may even be in three. But uh, one of the things to, I would say that the newer technology is going to uh, give you not only more power for the money, but it's going to give you a greater efficiency and better security. The older systems just are not able to keep up, and we have to keep in mind that the Internet and our electronic uh, world around us is just like any city where you've got good neighborhoods and you've got bad neighborhoods, but that doesn't mean that you are totally isolated and safe in a good neighborhood. And the technology... The older technology is going to be easier to uh, break into. It's going to um, more than likely be close to the end of its life. These components do not last forever. They are subject to wear and failure. And the last thing that you want as a business owner or even, uh, even from a personal perspective is to have 
important information on a system that fails at the moment that you need it. And it's not to say that newer technology does not have a failure rate, but there is uh, a curve as the time marches forward, then the failure rate for most devices increases, and the computer is no exception. Wow. Now, I think people need to really hear that last little caveat there. Nothing lasts forever. And, you know, when you said it's subject to wear and tear, the whole idea of losing something because it fails, because of a hardware fail, I mean, that is just disheartening, <laughs> I think, for, for individuals that – I remember just a brief, quick story. I remember uh, while I was working on my uh, doctoral degree, there was someone who was working on their dissertation, and they had maybe done three or four chapters, and they lost it. They lost that information, and you talk about panic. You talk about – at that time, the, the cloud was not there. You know, and I'm dating myself a little bit, <laughs> but the cloud was not there, and they they had nothing to back up to other than an external drive, and they had not backed up, and that's just oh my goodness. So when we talk about technology being a game changer for your marketing and personal branding goals, can you imagine creating a, a marketing initiative and not having up to date technology and not having what you needed? Uh, because something failed or because it was not the newest or the best uh, thing to use. And so, Earl, I really appreciate you uh, providing the insight and letting us know that nothing lasts forever and we have to be intentional uh, with our technology acquisitions and making sure we're staying up to date. One quick question with that, how important is it then for us to stay up to date on our training and our ability to do some of these things like you know, the Evernote and some of the other things that are out there. How important is it to keep up to date with the training? Uh, it's, it's, it's very critical. It, it's like being given uh, another set of tools or another option that can work to your, towards your advantage. But if you do not have skills in order to get out of it what you put into it, then you're going to be at a loss. You're going to be frustrated and less likely to take advantage of what this thing could really do for you. And some of the most simple ways to get involved is a lot of the applications have pretty good help menus that will at least point you to where you can get additional information. And that is going to be for more of your um, applications like like Dropbox or like um, some of your other cloud, like Office 365. But there are also a large uh, untapped resource at your library. There's tons of information there. Uh, a lot of classes and seminars that revolve around how to leverage this technology for little or no cost in addition to community college, has a lot of low-cost, one-day, two-day immersions where they can actually uh, develop a game plan based on what the software can do for them. Excellent. You know, and that's great. I think people need to understand that help is available. And one of the things you didn't share, uh, the whole idea of tutorials. I mean, nowadays, you have these web tutorials, these video tutorials that will really walk you through, you know, some of the challenges or the learning curve associated 
with some of these uh, different technology and the tools uh, that are made available to us. Now, Earl, we're going to transition here in a little bit, but I wanted to talk to you briefly because you mentioned it, actually. We got into this whole idea of e-commerce and the whole idea of identity theft. Uh, should people be worried about identity theft when making purchases uh, through that e-commerce site? And we have about a minute here uh, to hear your thoughts around that. Right. I would say uh, there are people who are more concerned about uh, theft online than they are about people breaking into their homes. And it, it is a very valid uh, concern. There are a few things that people can do, just uh, education, just some little tips that they can do to be able to safely uh, surf the web as well as make purchases. There are more people now who are actually leveraging their smart devices, whether it's their tablets or their smartphones, where last year, the Christmas buying season, there were more online purchases through those mobile devices than there were through your traditional computer. So people are getting more comfortable with the technology, and there are more options available. And I think with just a little bit of information, people can be very savvy and be able to shop securely. Oh, wow. Okay. Now, and that that is great information to have, but I think it's a double-edged sword there because what you have at the end of the day, you have those individuals that are lying in wait, and they want to see if they can actually, uh, I don't know, uh, spoof someone or get in there and steal their information. So, you know, it's one of those things. People need to be smart uh, about what they're doing. And when they're talking about technology, the reality is, you know what? Technology is there for us and it's how much we want to leverage it, you know, to move forward in our business and really reach and achieve some of the goals uh, that we want to have. Now, we are on the phone. We're talking to Earl Airy. He is the president and CEO of Victory Leadership. And as Earl shared with us, you definitely want to connect with him. Make sure you navigate to victoryleadership.com and also find Earl on LinkedIn. This guy is putting out some great, great articles on LinkedIn. Make sure you read up on him and stay connected with him. This is Dr. Jason Carthen, Discover the Leader in You. I appreciate each and every one of you. Stay connected. We'll be back shortly. Hey, everybody. You are back with Dr. Jason Carthen. This is Discover the Leader in You. And we have been talking about how technology is a game changer for your marketing and personal branding goals. And I tell you what, we picked the right expert today. Earl Area has been sharing some things with us. He is the president and CEO of Victory Leadership. And, you know, some of the nuggets relative to the whole idea of marketing and personal branding goals Earl has been able to share with us uh, specifically relative to technology. But, you know, one of the things that I would be remiss if I did not mention is that there is a tremendous learning curve. And, you know, for those individuals that may be saying, well, how do I even get started with this? This is a lot. You know, there are some things that we can do to help you uh, through our I Speak Life Academy. Earl actually, he comes in and he helps, he trains and he he teaches around some of the things relative to the I Speak Life Academy directly related to technology, and he's had some great reviews uh, when he has facilitated the sessions, and 
if you want to get started and engage around the whole idea of technology, uh, I think you definitely want to reach out to us. Make sure you send a note to uh, jasoncarthen.com. You can actually uh, just contact me there. We'd love to get you started. You don't have to walk this thing out by yourself. It's not easy, but it is certainly doable, and we have the tools and resources to help you do that. Now, every week, you guys know there's a special segment that comes up and you know, it's called Dr. Carthen's Corner, and you know what that means, right? All right. Each week I feature an individual company or service that demonstrates civic engagement and shows a commitment to character, integrity, and destiny-focused leadership. And this week I am featuring the United Way of Greater Cleveland. The United Way's mission is to mobilize people, organizations, and resources in a focused effort to advance education, income, and health in our greater Cleveland community. You know, the United Way is located at 1331 Euclid Avenue in Cleveland, Ohio. If you would like to get involved or volunteer with their programs and their outreach efforts, make sure you take a look at their website at unitedwaycleveland.org or give them a call at 216-436-2255. And I just want to say, you know what? Live United. That is their slogan. I want you to keep up the good work. And hey, just as a reminder, if you want your company or business featured on Discover a Leader in You, make sure you send a note to radio at jasoncarthen.com. Earl, I just want to say to you, man, this is uh, excellent. Some of the nuggets that you are sharing have been right on point. Now, one of the things that I have to ask you, we start talking about technology. Do you think buying a Mac or PC would be better? Which one? Which one do you go for and you advocate for? Right. Well, I mean, Macintosh or Apple computers, they, they are excellent machines, and they, they roughly have about 13% of the market. And they seem to uh, be the choice of uh, people who are in graphic arts or design, architecture, uh, uh, multimedia creation, and those are the ones who are um, very, they, they've made that their core business or that is their profession. Uh, uh, with that in mind, uh, Mac computers do have a premium. Uh, you will, uh, for a MacBook laptop, you are looking at about $900 to start, you know, barring any sales that you might come in contact with. Uh, so that to say it is a premium, it is a premium brand, premium product. But if you are looking to get the most bang for your dollar, then you cannot go wrong with a PC, uh, whether that is a laptop or a desktop. A lot of people are choosing the laptop because they have the option to be mobile with it. And they can also sit down and they can connect a second monitor to it or a keyboard and mouse and treat it like a desktop at the office or at home. So something that would be ideal in the $500 to $600 range would be the target that's going to give you a good balance of performance uh, for the money as well as longevity. Mm -hmm. So somebody that may find a PC for, I call them doorbusters, $199, no, $249, and somebody says, well, how about that? I was like, fine, but you get that, you're going to be frustrated because it's going to run uh, slow when you try to multitask. 
and also you're going to replace it sooner. You know, so a little bit more of an investment up front. I'm not saying we have to buy a thousand or fifteen hundred dollar computer, but for somebody that is starting out and looking to kind of get their feet wet with technology, that five to six hundred dollar is the sweet spot that's going to give them the most frustration free experience, which then of course is going to aid and be more conducive to learning instead of being frustrated at the same time. Excellent. Well, let me ask you this as a follow-up because you, you shared some things there. We only have about five more minutes here. The, the reality is, you know, when you have specific tasks that you want to see completed, you mentioned the whole idea uh, of a Mac being more along the lines of maybe video editing, some of the higher end things. And we're talking about technology really being a game changer for marketing and personal branding because these days with the advent of YouTube and uh, Vimeo, some of the other things out there, video editing is huge. And if people are trying to do that cutting edge stuff, uh, I think it sounds like the Mac may be the way to go. And I actually use both because I I find that there's a preference for certain things Uh, on the PC. I need to be able to do especially things with my online courses that I offer. You, you need to be able to do different things in there. Um, but one of the things that it sounds like we, we lost Earl, but that's okay because I want to make sure our listeners understand this. If you are going to be doing things relative to video, uh, you want to make sure you have the right tools because when we talk about personal branding, individuals want to be able to see you. They want to have a relationship with you. So you have to be intentional with the product that you are putting out there. You are your product. I don't care if you are FedEx or if you're an individual at jasoncarthen.com. You have to make sure you are putting out the right things so people understand that there's a connection there <clears throat> with what you're trying to do. Now, on the other side of that, you have the PC market. With the PC market, they have the whole idea of functionality. They've been around so long. There are certain things that you can do with a PC that you can't do with a Mac. So the reality is this. If you are leveraging technology and you want to make it a game changer and really want to use it to not only grow your business, but to be intentional with the things that you want to market and put out there, you have to have the right tools. You have to make sure that technology is being leveraged so your end goal and your end game is being taken care of. Now, one of the things that we have to remember, and maybe Earl is going to get back on the line here with us in a second, but one of the things we have to remember is that if you want to leverage the whole idea of technology and make sure you're intentional with the personal branding Social media has to be in the mix. One of the things that one of the things that I learned um, when you start dealing with the idea of social media and creating lead pages and marketing and different things like that, you want as many avenues to get your messaging out there. So whether you're on LinkedIn, like Earl shared with us earlier, or whether you're on Twitter or Facebook Make sure you are leveraging technology to advance whatever you want to be known for, whether it's the leadership linebacker, whether it's uh, that individual that is the top uh, marketing and branding expert. You have to be intentional with getting that message out there. And as many streams as you have available to you, you have to make sure that you are leveraging those wisely. 
Earl, did you make it back online with us here? I did. All right, man. Hey, I know you're in demand, but you could have stayed on the line until the show was finished. I mean, you just <laughs> you just dropped off the line. One of the things that we were talking about when we lost you there is really at the end of the day how we leverage the idea of social media. Do you have any thoughts around that? Maybe in the next, uh, you got 15 seconds, man. How important is social media to leveraging technology as a game changer? It is critical to know your target market to choose the proper social networking or social media to use. So if you're going to uh, target consumers, then you definitely want to be on Facebook. If you're targeting business, definitely want to be on LinkedIn regardless of who your target is. LinkedIn is a valuable resource. All right. If you if you know you're constantly updating and uh, information, you want Twitter. Excellent. So knowing your target mar- market is crucial to picking the right social media. All right. Good stuff, Earl. Thank you so much for being on the show this week. Hey, everybody, you have been listening to Dr. Jason Carthen, Discovered Leader in You. And I tell you what, Earl, thank you for sharing those nuggets today. Make sure you tune in with us next week. We're going to keep sharing things with you. Take care now. You've been listening to Discover the Leader in You with the leadership linebacker, Dr. Jason Carthen. We want to hear from you. Connect with us now. Visit our blog and visit our website at jasoncarthen.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Enterprises. Follow us on Twitter at Jason Carthen. Let's keep the conversation going. And if you want to listen to the podcast, go to jasoncarthenradio.com. Be sure to join us every Sunday at 2 p.m. on AM 1420, The Answer, to discover the leader in you. If you would like to be a sponsor for Discover the Leader in You, call Scott Souza at 1-440-552-2995. That's 1-440-552-2995.